You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschooling Kids Weekly Leader Training, helping you teach your kids the big story of the Bible. Welcome back to another episode of the Gospel Project for Kids Leader Training Podcast. My name is Delany Williams, and I am a content editor on the Gospel Project for Kids team. And today I am joined by Landry Holmes. Landry is a, a manager on our um, on our kids team over publishing and network partnerships. And Landry, I want to give you uh, some time just to introduce yourself briefly. All right. Well, I have been privileged to work alongside folks like you, Delamy, since the inception of the Gospel Project several years ago, and just continued to be excited about uh, the work that you and your colleagues do in providing these resources for churches. And my church is one that uses the Gospel Project for preschoolers and for children. Um, And uh, I have a special interest in it in that my grandchildren also are being taught God's Word using the curriculum from the Gospel Project. So I have a personal stake as well as a professional stake and being a church person, a volunteer in everything that we do when we're talking about teaching kids the the big picture of his story. And that's great. And you bring that unique experience to where you're able to see it from different perspectives. Like you said, as, um, as a teacher at Lifeway and then also as a grandparent. So we are um, very thankful that you're here with us today. You're here the previous episode and then um, for the rest of this unit. So thanks for taking the time to be here. And so this session, um, we are in unit 36 and it's session two. So we are still in the book of Revelation. And this week it's in Revelation chapter two, or chapters two and three, and it's the letters to the seven churches. So we, when we think about the big idea for this session, um, we remember that it's that Jesus instructed John to write the letters of encouragement to the seven prominent churches. In a broken world, it's easy to be distracted from following Christ or fall away from the truth if we aren't vigilant. So in this, it's where Jesus told the churches not to give up and to encourage them. And I remember um, last episode, Landry, you mentioned just about, you know, Revelation. Sometimes that can be very challenging to teach boys and girls, preschoolers, all the way up through preteens. And so we do want to encourage our our listeners again that, um, you know, this can be and is an exciting time to be able to share with the boys and girls, talk about, um, teach them some things that this may be the first time they've ever heard it. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, um, the first session of this unit, we were, you know, we were really um, putting the focus on Jesus and who he is and, you know, the ultimate ruler, the ultimate king. And, and this week, as we talk about letters to the seven churches, I think that it's very practical for kids. It gives us an opportunity to once again help them understand God's plan for the church and what the church is designed to be. 
And uh, so I'm excited. I, I mentioned this last time. My pastor's preaching through the first three chapters of Revelation, and and I have really enjoyed looking again at the letters to the seven churches. Uh, there's so many things that are similar in those churches to what our local churches are like today. And so I think that we can, we have this opportunity to help kids see that uh, and, and understand more about God's plan for the local church as well as for the church, the universal church. Good word, good word. And so now we're going to spend some time talking about some of the activities that may need a little extra prep time or maybe some helpful hints that um, our leaders will find in the leader guides. And so I'll start with our preschool resources. We actually, there's only one activity that I wanted to talk about today, and that is in our preschool leader guide. And the activity is writing messages in a salt tray. And so you'll take a tray and pour the salt and they'll be able to draw or practice writing and all. And so some of our churches may not have trays available to be able to, you know, pour salt in for this activity. So I want to share something else that you may be able to use um, if you don't have enough trays. And that would just be maybe a gift box, you know, one of those little cardboard gift boxes, a lid or the bottom of one of those um, or just um, another type of cardboard box that may not be a gift box um, to pour the salt into. Something I do want to caution you is to make sure the box is not too deep or the tray is not too deep because that could make it more difficult for the child to reach in and draw in the salt. And so they're, they're really going to enjoy um, that activity and that's a fun one for our preschoolers. And so Landry, when we look at our kids' resources, what are some activities that may need a little extra explanation or help? Well, there is one in younger kids that may need uh, just a little bit uh, more thought uh, and maybe some advanced planning, um, and that is the Loving the Church uh, session starter. So it's option two in the session starter for younger kids. Now, it's it suggests helping kids actually do something that serves uh, your local church in some way. And so it it may mean that, that you may want to contact uh, other ministry areas in your church, uh, maybe small some small groups that meet uh, at the same time your group meets in the same location to get permission for kids to, you know, interrupt their schedule a little bit in order for your younger kids to serve them in some way. Uh, it may be that uh, you're in a situation where um, uh, maybe maybe you're not in a, in a permanent structure, maybe you're, uh, or maybe you're leasing your structure, uh, or maybe uh, other groups aren't meeting in the same location you are. So just kind of think through some different ways that you can help kids learn about serving in church uh, in an active way. So it's not just listening about it, but it's actually doing some kind of service. And it may be because your your situation in your, in your context, it may be that they are preparing something in class that you can use later and share with another ministry group later, and you can let the kids know how it was received. So that's younger kids session starter. 
Uh, and then uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was is actually in the kids' worship uh, add-on. And so the, in the kids' worship, there's a group demo. And if you've already looked at this and you saw the phrase hot water, you probably thought, hot water with kids? What are, what are you thinking? You know, I know there's many times you probably think, what are you people at Lifeway really thinking? So uh, in this demo, you just got to make sure that the water is not going to uh, actually burn the children at all. But also try to, don't even try to, don't allow the kids to touch or handle the, the hot water. Um, and, you know, if you're not able to warm it up in your facilities using electric kettle or microwave or whatever to heat the water on the spot, you can just... Put hot water, you know, in a in a thermos, um, something that's that's well insulated, a well insulated tumbler, or just something until you need it. Uh, it's just that the the warmer, the hotter the that water is, and the colder the cold water is, the more pronounced the difference in the sounds will be. Uh, as you uh, and that's the whole thing is hearing sounds of cold water and hot water because we're 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 making a point about what lukewarm is. So um, you don't want it scalding hot, but you you know you want your your cold water to be really cold too. So just the more difference you can get, the better. Just be safe, be careful, and don't burn yourself either. Right, Landry, that takes me back to elementary science fair days. You know, thinking about those science fair projects, but it's something that the the boys and girls are really going to enjoy, even though they're not touching the water, if you will, because we're being safe, but being able to see and hear that. And so that's going to be a great learning experience for them. Yes, it will. I think I think they'll enjoy that. And so now let's move, Landry, on to the next part of our podcast. Where we talk about what we're excited about God potentially doing through this session. And so um, when, when I think, personally, whenever I think about this, as we've already talked about, the um, book of Revelation can be very challenging talking with um, or teaching to preschoolers and kids. Um, but like you were saying, this this um, particular session can really um, maybe easier than some of the other sessions to relate to boys and girls. And so I want to encourage our teachers that even though at first it may look challenging, that, that yes, there are ways that we can teach this and we want to do that um, in those age-appropriate ways where it's also going to be very applicable for them where they're going to be able to understand it. And I think especially this one, we're loving and encouraging others and how, um, and even helping them to, to understand loving others in the church. They think a lot of times that church, because they're concrete thinkers, is that church is the building to them, but helping them see that um, we can love others that are at church, our friends, and our teachers as well. So when you when you think about this session, what excites you? Exactly what you said and kind of what I mentioned earlier. It gives us an opportunity to help kids see what the church is all about and should be. And no church is perfect um, because it's made up of people who are not perfect. But if we can instill in kids the truth that... You know, the church is the bride of Christ. So Jesus loves the church. And we can help them understand 
that Jesus loves the church. He loves the people of the church. And he has a purpose for the church. And they can be a part of the church now, today. I, I would encourage us as leaders to refrain from thinking of kids as the church of the future, but think of them as the church today. And some children in your groups will will be church members. They will have already uh, trusted in Jesus as their Savior and Lord and have been uh, baptized and are part of your local church. They need to know they're just as much a part of that local church as the person who's been there for years. Now, are they in the same level maturity-wise? No, but they're still part of the church. And Anytime we can give kids opportunities to serve in and through the church, we are helping that child not only understand what the church is, but helping that child grow and continue to be a part of the church the rest of his or or her life. So that's what's exciting to me. Uh, Because, you know, in eternity, um, there will still be the church because the church is God's people. And so I just love the opportunity of teaching these foundations to kids and and getting them involved today in the church. I love what you said, Landry, especially about helping them understand that not the church of the future. Yes, they are, but they're the church of today, too. Exactly. And, and when we as leaders know that and understand that, then it's easier for them to understand it as well because um, we're communicating that to them. So thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you again for being on our podcast this week. And we want to thank our listeners for listening to today's episode. We hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for Kids in Preschool. For more helpful resources, visit gospelproject.com.